You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Hi. We just watched Swamp Thing, directed by Wes Craven. Kind of wish it was directed by Wes Anderson. I'm Ben Chapman. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been great, man. Like, uh, yeah, I, I could see that. It definitely would have been better than the movie we watched. I just want, I, honestly, at this point, I, I would take any comic book film directed by Wes Anderson. It would go very, very well. Yeah, this should I wonder why no one's pitched him like a like he could do a quirky one like yeah. maybe like a squirrel girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a swamp thing would be great though, man. I mean, he grabbed that southern charm somehow, and he'd the swamp thing would have a lot of internal issues, which is sort of classic swamp thing. I, I think it would work out pretty. Great. It's really spot on. Can you picture the the swamp thing chain smoking and then uh, you know sort of in the center of a very like symmetrical frame while some quirky like Arabian music plays in the background? Yes, actually that's the only way I picture the swamp thing. <laughs> it's just that scene from Moonrise Kingdom, except for he's both the girl and the boy dancing. Did Wes Anderson even do Moonrise Kingdom? Uh, yeah, that's him. Okay, all right. I always get him and the other dude mixed up, whose name I can't currently think of. So let's move on. Can you not just picture Swamp Thing just morosely riding a fan boat? I mean, it just mm, warms my heart. Uh, if if that intro was any clue, we watched Swamp Thing from 1982, a comic book adaptation, of course, and we're here to talk about it. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna say let's just get into this because this movie <laughs> starts in. I, I have to say, we wa- we've watched a few real stinkers for this podcast, but it, this movie starts in the most insane way of any of them, which is a text box appears and tells you what is about to happen in the movie. Look, the only time... I was so confused. The only time I, that has ever worked is in Star Wars. That's it. If you're not Star Wars... But here's the problem. Star Wars just tells you what happens moments before. Not what's going to happen for the next 45 minutes. It's not like it's like, like Leia has got the plans. Darth Vader captures her ship, but there's some droids go down. They meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. They meet up with Luke, who turns out to be Vader's son. You'll find that out in the next one. I mean, this movie basically is like a man, a scientist, and a mo- like a, a, an evil man meet in the jungle, and a monster is bored. And I was just like, oh... I was I, had, I was under the impression at first when the movie started out and they showed the guy like walking through the swamp. I was like, well, I guess there's already a swamp thing. Like they didn't want to do an origin story. So they're like, there it is. He's already the swamp thing. But no, the movie then proceeds to follow the, t- the text box. And it's just like it's reminds me of when I was in high school and I took a film like a film class and they had like an old video editor. And you had that one font when you typed. That's what it looked like. It was so bad. It was just, like, generic font. And even worse, like, when you're going to use narrative text, like, be precise. You know, just say, like, like uh, you, you know, you, you know, uh, this botanist is slaving away in the swamp to create a new evolution of plant life that could save the planet. Look, that was off the top of my fucking dome, and that's spar- smarter than the shit they threw in there. Then it's like, yeah, they were which- like a man... A man, like a good man and a bad man meet in the jungle. At first, I was like, "Is this like a riddle or some shit?" Yeah, and then it goes on to say, like, and and they and they decide to 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 you know battle over the very nature of what nature is, and you're like, "What do you? No, you can't try and cliff note the movie in the first fifteen seconds." And, and here's the thing, like, you. Just I'm gonna go, watch it. Don't spoil. 
That's what I couldn't believe because I was like, that's so weird that they didn't film an origin story. And I was like, I swear the version I watched, there's an origin. And then when it starts, and I'm like, wait, what is happening? But like you said, what would have been great is they never actually explain what the fuck is happening in the yeah. beginning of the movie. the movie. It feels like they're in like a country that is not the United States because there's like Che Guevara and like a guerrilla team are running around the jungle. And I was just – I was confused. And then it turns out they're just like in Louisiana or something. And I was like, I couldn't figure it out. They never exactly explain uh, what Alec Holland is actually trying to do and why – what's his name? Can't just wait till he perfects it and then apparently gives it to the government. It's not like he was like going to come up with something and then not do anything with it. He was going to give it to the government who would probably just in turn do the exact same thing that – what's his name wanted to do, which was I guess weaponize it? Yeah. I could uh, I could not figure out but let's, details, what the fuck was going on. <laughs> As always, listeners, it's our job to paint a picture for you. When we're talking about Swamp Thing, again, 1982, Wes Anderson, the only comic book movies really, like, full, full-fledged full comic book movies that precede this are, ba- well, that we covered, uh, are basically just the Superman movie, more yes, or less. Yes, which you may recall my distaste of uh, the running special effects in the Superman movie, but yet this film... Is a new challenger for the <laughs> shittiest special effect I've ever seen. Well, uh, while I, I will argue with that on many points throughout this podcast, Pokes, that is not one of them. The effects in this movie are borderline criminal. We're talking rubber suit, rubber suit face makeup that never got fully completed. Uh, and, and, and you think that's bad when you see the Swamp Thing about an hour or about a, a 45 minutes into this movie, you meet the fucking Swamp Thing for real. And you think that that's pretty not great. Uh, and then they do close-ups and you, you're, you're sure that it's yeah, not what great. What is what is insane is, like, from a distance, I'm just like, oh, maybe they couldn't make, like, a really good version because he's constantly in water. So it was like, well, we can't make you, like, a quality version that's made of latex and foam because if it gets wet, it's going to ruin it. And I was like, so they'll have a different version for when they do cl- – no, it's the same, like, plastic bag just with, like, a somebody took a hair dryer and just melted it enough that it sticks to his face. It is awful. And not the same actor. Did you realize that? No, yeah. I, uh, so, so to clarify for the listener, this movie begins with a young Ray Weiss – who uh, you may know from uh, uh, he's in he plays a character in some of the X Men the recent X Men movies uh, he's he's in RoboCop he's in uh, Twin Peaks uh, I was say yeah I think that's probably what most people would know him from yeah he's 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 got he's got some serious stuff under his belt and it's kind of creepy when you see him because he's like I've only seen him as like a plus fifty man fifty yeah. year old man <laughs> yeah at first I did not recognize him I was like this guy looks so familiar but I can't figure out who he was and then I went and looked it up and I was like holy shit I I can't remember the last time I mean he's like a yeah. he's like a dapper thirty in this uh thirty years old in this and and he looks good for the role I mean he plays a good he's at that right kind of mixture of handsome but not quite like chiseled enough where it wouldn't be insane for him to be like a scientist uh it, it somehow just kind of yeah, yeah. works <laughs> where it's like yeah where you're just like um that guy is like pretty ripped for a scientist i feel like he had to pick either gym or science <laughs> you know like he doesn't have like three buttons undone on his shirt and he's just like got like fabio hair you know he, he, he yeah, ca- he's got that weird haircut from the 80s which just sort of looks like a helmet 
Yeah, he, he, there's sometimes movies go too handsome with the scientists, and you think that, wait, did I just start a porno? Because that guy in like uh, in, in, with like a six pack and like barely putting like a lab coat over it doesn't seem legitimately like a doctor. Um, but he he looks good. He's he's paired with Adrian Barbeau, uh, who is known for a ton of famous uh, 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 old horror movies like Creepshow and the and the Fog and non horror movies like uh, Escape from New York. Um, but well, I mean, it could be a horror movie. Uh, <laughs> it depends. It's a horror movie when you watch the second one. So it's a pretty like it's not like a star-studded cast, but these are these are these are people that people would, especially in the in the early eighties would be like, all right, cool, like you know, the, the, yeah, they get a response and they're ready to go. And honestly, they do a perfectly fine job. But what I'm getting at is, it's about thirty minutes of this film. Ray Weiss goes golfing for the next three months yeah like, he's I, not in it he's not in any flashbacks he's I not feel like for the budget they were just like we can't afford him for the whole movie so you're gonna have to only put him in about 25 we got him for three days and that's it you're gonna have to get a lot of work done he's he swapped with a with a stuntman for the rest of the movie <laughs> yes who has a great name dick durock <laughs> yeah it's true it's just like really big on the screen like you're watching this terrible opening where it's just like they bought stock footage from the discovery channel of the everglades and i'm just like oh, this is really boring and there's these names going by and i'm not really paying attention then all of a sudden just huge it's like dictor rock and swamp thing and i was like what <laughs> i mean it's just like it takes up the whole screen and that, i was like that's bizarre i noticed none of the other actors names during this credit sequence that's the that's the best like title card uh that you get to type out in the history of movies ever but he's got sort of like like they found they went in the dumpster uh they in like a back vault uh on on in like a hollywood lot and they found like what someone had tried to do for creature from the black lagoon and then went this isn't working and they threw it away they yeah or like the suit that they built the creature of the black lagoon suit over and then they pulled that out <laughs> yes yeah, the thing he wore under to absorb sweat that yeah, so that it would <laughs> Or just like a wetsuit that got electrocuted and like got all rippled, you know? It just yeah, it's, it's <laughs> it literally looks like a person like like you expect the swamp thing to at any point in time be like, yep, we're gonna have to empty your septic tank because it's just like he's wearing like those like high waist waders that people wear. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super not great, and especially since I mean this is '82. There's a decade of preceding monster movies before this, all with perfectly good special effects. I just want to, I want to let you know that movies like uh, the original Alien, uh, 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 <laughs> just fuck, like other movies, so many monster movies, movies that aren't even good. They yeah, didn't have good special effects. Were that, so better than this. The, the Howling preceded this, right? It won an award, and it's, it's like when uh, fuck people who cosplay, and you were like, they only had like twelve dollars <laughs> to put their costume together. That's what it. Lo- it just looks like somebody bought a wetsuit that did not fit them, and then we're just like, if I tape this, like you know, weird decorative vine stuff my mom puts around a railing, I'll be able to look like the swamp thing. It's it's so bad. It's also, it's the face, because the costume, the rubber costume is not great, don't get me wrong, but when you get to the face, they just kind of quit, and they just, like, at times, they, they do huge close-ups of him, hell, like, long, long-time close-ups. You see, like, 
pink lips and like the part under his eyes where no one did the makeup. I'm not kidding. Like it looks like oh, yeah, they got a terrible. face painter to do it, and it's so distracting. Plus, it, it, picture Swamp Thing in your head. You may not be able to remember it that great, but you probably have a decent image where he's got that sort of nose bridge that comes down into like vines or something. That kind of like you know what I'm talking about. That like swamp mustache sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely it's like a real handlebar swamp stage. And everyone pictures that right away, and he doesn't have it. He has like just an angled nose. It looks like he got like a bad Orange County like uh, a nose job done. That's it. The rest of it, there's no effects on like the brows or the forehead or like a little on the chin maybe, but he just looks like a like just like a like a, someone with gangrene who got a bad nose job and then went it, diving. What's crazy is too, there are a couple of like close-ups of his face. In which they're filming him, and I don't think he knows he's being filmed because like somebody will say something, and then he just like kind of looks off to the side, like he makes we, he makes di- recorded? he makes direct eye contact with the camera, direct. <laughs> he looks right down he, the lens. It's like I I think that there's a chance he can't hear when he's wearing the suit <laughs> because when they You're film right. the close-ups, he keeps right. looking just off to the left to make me feel like there's somebody there is like waving to be like, yeah, that person stopped talking. You can talk now. It's like, it's so weird. And he it just the way he does it, he looks like a teenager who's like listening to his parents tell a boring story. And, you know, he's like wants to roll his eyes. It's crazy. And they they zoom in so many times. And it it's like the worst part is is it's not only is it a bad special effect, but it's so like prevalent and so zoomed in that there is no time you were like, yeah, this looks good. It always is just like that's a guy in a rubber suit. It does not look anything at all. It looks identical to a dude in a rubber suit. It's so bad. And if you if you thought to yourself, I want a Swamp Thing movie where he doesn't look very good, he moves slow, he doesn't demonstrate almost any abilities or powers, and <laughs> And looks like he's uncomfortable in the water at all times. Then we've got a movie for you. Yeah, it's also yeah, like look. I just want to be clear too. Sometimes have superhuman strength. Sometimes he seems to have a hard time walking up a slight incline. I want. I want to be clear. My job here on this podcast is to be the lighter side of 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 not another origin story. My job is to find the heart and the 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 intent uh, uh, in in movies that otherwise didn't come up to snuff. I had a hard time with this movie. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed watching it. I want to be clear, but it's this is a movie that like sometimes like when we watch these movies. One of my great regrets is that me and Ben no longer live close together because I'm like, man, this would be so much fun to watch the movie <laughs> with him yeah. and then talk about it. This was one of those times where I was just like, oh, man, I really wish we could have watched this together because I would have loved to have seen your reactions. And it was also just like a tough watch. So it would have been nice to have somebody along for the ride. Yeah. But OK, so as we get into Act 1, I want to uh, obviously let's, you know, uh, uh, let's talk about where this is coming from. Swamp Thing uh started in the early uh oh shit i lost my fucking notes uh oh uh it it started in the early 70s uh it ran for a couple of years it had moderate success but really petered out in fact it uh if i recall from some of the some of the uh some of the background work i did in its last issue they returned swamp thing to a real human and then promised that there was gonna be an exciting team up that they just canceled and never did and then and then there was there wasn't a swamp thing until the uh, until the 80s. It was just sort of it was gone basically, 
and it must have had yeah. fans because it got revived famously uh, uh, by uh, uh, Alan Moore, who brought it back uh, a- around the time this movie came out. Um, so, so they had a chance to capitalize on that, um, and they didn't. <laughs> no. Because they didn't go with the Alan Moore concept. They did not, Ben. I, I think I agree with that statement. Well, the Alan Moore concept, which I reread, was is, is, is more that he's this sort of avatar, this sort of na- na- like nature avatar connected to what's known as the green. Uh, it yeah, is... which is, is, as far as I know, the the continued origin. They have not reverted him back. He is still like an elemental, and he's part of like a group of elementals that exist in the DC universe. Yeah, which is a really cool plot because it opens you up for a lot, and way more than writing 20 years of, of Swamp Thing flipping fan boats. Uh but they didn't go with any of that. They went with uh, like a, a, a snappy young scientist who gets goo on him and falls into a swamp and becomes the swamp thing. And then just kind of vaguely give him some powers uh, and then uh, end the movie. It is crazy. Like the, the beginning is fairly – not like super close, but it's at least reasonably close to the actual origin story of yeah, the original swamp thing. That's true. However, the next 20 issues is not him just slowly walking around. Like, stuff continues to happen. He turns into the Swamp Thing, and the movie slows down, which is, like, that's not how these films work. That is once a- he becomes Spider-Man, it picks up. Not the, this baby. The first act is undoubtedly the most interesting, because you've got uh, 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 you've got Adrian Barbeau's character, uh, uh, Cable, coming in, who I think is supposed to be an avatar for Matthew Cable, who is sort of an antagonist to Swamp Thing in the early issues? Uh, no, that's that's uh, his sister in in the comic. Oh, she she exists. They're, I got brother conf- and sister. Yeah, I got that's, confused. That's actually who is his love interest. Ah, okay. In the Alan Moore run. Perfect. Uh, 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 little uh, little quick fact: Matthew dies in a car accident, becomes the Raven in Sandman. All right, keep going. Also true. Uh, uh, so she's supposed to be this uh, in this film. She's supposed to be a love interest. Uh, uh, which is denoted by the fact that she never wears a, nor- a normal top, <laughs> and no, and aggressively not a brawl a lot of the times. I thought like I felt like she could have maybe been in uh, Josie and the Pussycats, and has a extended context-free nude scene that has no bearing on the plot. That that was the most shocking thing because as you guys know, I like to watch these sometimes while I'm doing something else, and I take notes. I was drawing. And I was I was I looked down because nothing was happening, and the music's playing, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, what are they doing? That like nothing is there's like no sound, there's no talking, and I look up and it was just boobs, like on the mod. I was just like, what the fuck? I, I was I was caught so off guard, like I was just like, wait, why is she naked? So I rewound to be like, what happened? And nothing. She's no, just abruptly nude. <laughs> Confusingly, late in the movie, she just decides to bathe in a swamp. Not something I recommend. And yeah, I was going to say, unless you want to get like a lot of things up in there. But the other thing I thought was crazy was there's like a shot. And it's just like dead on. It's like, here's her breast. Then they cut to Swamp Thing, who's creepily watching her. Then they cut back. And it's like they take great care not to show her boobs again. And I'm like, wait, what? why are you like covering it up? You just showed her topless. Did she agree to only one shot where you could see her breast? She's like, no, after that, you get one shot and that's it. And I want to be clear, she has no related dialogue before or after this scene. Like, we are in a different scene and then she, we come to the scene, she's just bathing nude, Swamp Thing is standing there, looks upset, which, by the way, if we just stick with the context of the story, really rude. This dude was clearly a 
rather horn dog scientist early on. He's now a swamp thing. I'm pretty confident he is free of genitals now. They burnt clean off. And you're just bathing in front of him and he's watching and then he's like clearly infuriated by both something of some part of that, the part of a loss of his humanity, and he storms off, and then the movie just forgets it happens. They just move on to the next plot point. And I'm just like, holy fuck. Yeah, it was so weird. Like I don't know, I could not make heads nor tails out of what the fuck was going on in that scene, why we were watching it. It was weird. But then followed by like more and more bizarre scenes that became like absurd to the point where I was just like, well, I guess just random breast was fine. <laughs> At least that had something for, you know, the viewer. The rest of this movie's got nothing. But the opening act has all the energy. It's got it's got uh uh it's got it's got the scientist, uh you know, it's got Dr. Alec Holland uh inventing this chemical that creates an explosive goo that makes plants interesting it's got this cable there's some operative i think it's government it's very unclear what who she works for yeah uh, which would have been great had they put that at the beginning of the movie instead of the plot instead of the movie we were about to watch if they had set up that movie instead of just telling us what was gonna happen wait do you mean real good do you mean that 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 five minute sequence where a, a disassociated man from the story runs to the swamp and a random guy shows up and takes a snake out of his pocket and oh my god when the dude pulled the snake out of his pants i was like let me get this straight this guy is walking around with a poisonous snake <laughs> In his pants? I'm not even in like a back pocket or like a fanny pack. It's Wait. just legit in his left hip Wait, pocket. Wait, why was back pocket better? This <laughs> is not even your junk. I mean, if I'm gonna put a poison, if I gotta, if I got a pocket a poisonous snake, I'm gonna go posterior than versus like, you know, my sex nose. Clearly, you've not watched a lot of episodes of Snake Pocket. Uh, it's a, it's a. Ra- I mean, it is, when he pulled it out, I was like, um. Why was he carrying – because, like, the setup, you're just like, wait, why did he have – they're nowhere near where they want to be. And I want to be cl- – he have that sock snake in his pocket? I want to be clear. We're talking live snake, uh, not in a jar, not in, I don't know, a, a, a bag. Uh- <laughs> not even with, like, some sort of weird, like, fake hood on that would keep it from being able to open its mouth no, in your pants. No, just a loose python. Just a loose rattler in your yeah, fucking like, like pocket. A, like a- like an Asian pit viper that then bites a guy and he dies from the bite. Also, also not like not like a small snake, like a fucking big one. Like oh, it, yeah. it, it, it shouldn't at least like twenty inches long. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. To film that scene, obviously it's a fake snake, but to film the scene, no, I think it's a real snake. <laughs> because in this movie, I was like, at first I was like, why does he have a snake in his pants? And then it started moving. I was like, holy shit, they put a real snake in that guy's pants. But the only I'm way. The only way to have filmed that scene was to have, like, a puppeteer feed a snake through a hole in that pocket because there's no pocket. Even, like, cargo shorts, you couldn't fit the fucking yeah, snake. It's like a pocket more of it's just in the leg of his pants. <laughs> He's got, like, a snake pouch in his swamp pants. And then it never comes back. And I'm like, well, you can't. No, he... me that this guy carries a snake around no. and it's never used again. He's that not. be his go-to. His, he's not a snake guy. His name's fucking Ferret. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, aren't they like the natural enemy of the snakes? Uh, it is. And then like when I thought it was crazy, I was, like, there's, I was like, there has to be a scene later in this movie where he pulls the snake out and throws it like he's Gambit and it's like a car. Yeah. Because it's like, why else is this scene in the movie? It makes no sense. And it turns out it's 
just makes no sense. And that's why, like, I could not figure out because, like, they're in a helicopter and they show these guys walking through the jungle and they're all, like, dressed like South American a heli- freedom fighters. A helicopter they never use again, by the way. No, and it, it, it looks like a helicopter that is, like, a Red Cross helicopter. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I think that's a medical transport. You should not be on that. But the helicopter also has the setup, which is... Uh, Cable, who has some really sharp eye light, or uh, eyebrows in this movie, I don't know if you noticed, she always looks annoyed by the way they've like sculpted her eyebrows. But her and this guy are having the most unnatural and cliche dialogue two people on a helicopter could have when one of them is going somewhere, talking about how bad it is, how the crocodile. I mean, it's just like terrible, terrible lines that are trying to set up like in a casual way all of the exposition that could have just been put in that title card and there are a lot of like cheesy metaphors and like and and what what are supposed to be like punched up snappy lines you know oh yeah but they're not this up was like even bruce valanche was like "Mm." they're 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 not good it it was like they were writing a seagal movie down the hall and they like they took their like (laughs) list of things they reject they cut from the script and some guy like ran and spilled them all over the hall and they just oh we'll use these (laughs) <laughs> like, uh, yeah it's it is legit like i my note just says wow this dialogue's so natural because it is the least natural dialogue i've heard like two people have it is crazy but it is like all bad setup that it, it would have just been better used by that title card which is what got me is i'm just like couldn't you have put all of this at the start of the film and, and it's a shame because the dialogue is shitty but no one's really half-assing it you know what i mean like ray wise is doing a fine job he seems passionate yeah. about like his project he's got energy he's a little creepy uh and then you know adrian's there and she's not quite she becomes this damsel later on in the movie which sucks but early on in the movie she's like kind of tough you know yeah she's like in the in the because like all right we they show up she meets uh, Holland, who I guess the only other woman out there is his sister. So he's real horned up. He wants to take her out to look at this thing. He gives her this super creepy speech in which he basically is like, when a man and a woman are together, it's the best thing. And she's like, okay, let's calm it down. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it, you know, it goes through all this stuff. And you're just like, all right. And then I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> I got so sidetracked by thinking back to the weird, creepy thing he was telling her. But they set but, up they set up conceits that you need. They set up his 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 uh his elixir or whatever he's fucking made. Uh, it's got properties. It it plays to his ambitions that they spell out of him looking to like help regrow you know crops and feed the world. It's got the altruism. It's got the passion for science. The a little bit of the reckless abandon, the you know, it's got all these little things at play that you need to set up a story. And plus, we get to thirty minutes. By the way, I tracked it. We he is Swamp Thing at like twenty eight. So we hit that mark that we're always talking about. Granted, the movie's only like an hour and a half long. But, yeah, it's a very short movie. But we we hit all this stuff in the first act pretty pretty decently on the nose, and then they fired whoever wrote that, and they decided. They, they decide they decide to do another hour of him like sloshing through swamps and flipping one fan boat at a time. Um, oh god, yeah, we'll get to the swamp thing. I just want to talk a little bit more about this opening. Yeah, sure, sure. They're creepy, meat cute. There's also like a line that I felt like the guy who wrote this was then called in to write lines for the Ghost Rider movie, where she's where she's like, "Are you alright?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm just so stiff. I feel like a tree." It's like, really? 
Who says that? Like, that's not a common... Oh, he feels like a, a plant that can walk, huh? I wonder if that's foreshadowing. <laughs> it was bad, but... So they get back, and um, they find out that this chemical they made causes rapid growth in a plant. It, so, like, it hits a, a wood floorboard, and it starts growing the, the boards as if they were still alive. And so he's all excited. Then it turns out the, the he tells him to go get the one scientist guy. She goes out and, like, beats the shit out of some people and then just straight up murders it. <laughs> like, she gets a machine gun, and a guy runs up, and she just mows him down. And I was like, this is awesome. I just want to watch more of this woman in, like, the world's worst floral print top just, like – Gunning down people, but then she's instantly knocked unconscious. And I was like, well, that's a bummer. Where is that? She's a government agent. She demonstrates prowess early on. She seems like, 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 honestly, the dynamic shows that Adrian is, you know, uh, wise to, she's worldwide. She's been on missions. She's, she's definitely, like, yeah. killed people before. Like, she seems like a tough badass. And he's just the scientist who just knows how to make, you know, enzymes function. And you, you think that's going to be the dynamic, maybe even when he's a uh, swamp thing, but it's not. It, instantly, she's knocked out. She wakes up. She's just running, scared, and doesn't do anything. And there's no reason for it. They even give her a moment in that first act where she could shoot a gun again. No, Yeah, yeah, and she doesn't. She just sort of just is like – she kills one guy, and I'm like, yeah, now shoot the dude. Because like the one guy's on the ground. I'm like, is she just going to shoot this dude? It's going to be like they're going to have to like – no, she just turns around, and then somebody walks up behind her with a gun, and she's just like, oh, okay. That's it. That's, I was like, ah. That's the end of any action she will do for the rest of the movie. She she rides along with a rubber suit man and just gets nude. That's, that's just the rest oh, of her it, character. It's like, yeah, so she, like, gets in the – like, the scene, too, where um, <laughs> Arcane does, like, the Mission Impossible shit. Where he, like, comes in and he's like, oh, no, whatever – I forget what the name of the, the British guy is supposed to be helping is. And he's like, oh, no, he's been dead for a while. And then he pulls off, like, this, like, Mission Impossible, like, latex max. Yeah. And it's an entirely different actor underneath that looks – I'm like, that's not how masks work. But it's, like, insane. It And, like, too, the thing that also is, like, sort of weird is I'm just like – I think they spent more money on that little mask they pulled off than they did on the swamp thing because it at least looked like a human face. The mask looked convincing, and yeah, it was the only convincing effect that was pulled off in the movie. And of course, we're green with Arcane, who's a pretty classic swamp thing character. He's uh, yeah, probably like his his main antagonist, at least from the early runs. Yeah, he's known for creating the Unmen, uh, just like a series of like walking like uh, uh, homunculi kind of autonomous like zombie-like creatures and he himself is pretty fucked up he's like a former nazi or something if i recall origin style wise uh, there's, something, there's something wrong with him i know that he when he dies he goes to hell he's got a smidge I mean, of... like, I mean like literal not like i'm like he goes to hell so bad. Like, he's literally in hell in a story i'm sorry where the swamp thing has to go to hell to get cable out of hell real quick can we have a pose hell corner and you just tell us if a certain character in this movie is going to hell or not <laughs> Oh yeah, sure. Barrett, definitely in hell. <laughs> yeah, def definitely in hell. What about uh, what was the name of that guy, uh, the henchman that turns into a, like a monkey fish man later on? Uh, no, no, he's like probably purgatory. He'll oh, purgatory. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll get there. Um, but yeah, he pulls the mask off. He has some grand reveal that he's actually uh, part of like a company, but that even that's in question because the only other context you see Arcane in when he's not just in the swamp menacing these characters, he's in like some illustrious southern manor throwing galas all the fucking time. Could we could we talk about real quick? The the climax of the movie takes place on what appears to be like a like a House of Seven Gables style plantation, 
Which also has like a medieval castle. <laughs> Yeah, it's got a dungeon. Underground dungeon with like a cistern. I could not figure out. That's one of my notes. I was like, "What is this? Like the world's only plantation castle?" I could not figure out where they were supposed to be and what was going on. Also, they're just like, you know what? This movie's had enough of swamps. Let's get everybody into a dining room. That's what this movie's really good. Let's get everybody into like a dining room where it looks like the start of a '70s porno. There's just like this weird amount of people and women who are like in odd outfits. I was like, I don't like this at all. There's a lot of people there and you know that they must be like illustrious investors in his weird company or something but they can't all be people who are in on his plan a couple i think they're all hench they're all henchmen no they can't it seems like a couple they're all in nice outfits it appears that it's all his henchmen and their wives (laughs) but that that's what i'm yeah yeah you can have your wives come to my big reveal that's what i'm getting at is it's it seemed like with that many people dressed pretty like like pretty much like civilians there had to be a couple of plus ones in there who were like, oh, we're going to, like, a mansion party? Yeah, I'm down. That sounds yeah, like, like fun. Like, like, like a guy's brother was in town. Yeah. And he's like, you can come. Arcane's cool. He won't mind, man. And then they watch a man melt into a fish person, and they're just like, oh, I, shit! That, I could not figure out what the fuck was going on with that whole scene, so... Okay, so 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 as, as we leave this act where we're given, uh, like I said, pretty good ingredients for an origin story for for uh a build to something um we immediately dispense of it because uh the main character is swamp thing who we don't get a ton of look at in the second act like he just sort of walks into a scene like stops the car and then leaves he doesn't do a lot and then we in fact he often saves her and then immediately just walks away in the beginning so it's like hey you know what'd be helpful just hang out with her. Because every time you walk away, she screams five seconds later. <laughs> Which is like, it was like a very, like, Vicky Vale. She just, by the end of the yeah. movie, she's just constantly yelling and he's running towards it. And then we meet Jude. Um, uh, I don't, so I don't know what's going on there. I did some reading and um, there was uh, a lot of people who, like, wrote up on, wrote about the commentary on this movie. I didn't listen to the commentary myself. But uh, a lot of people were writing what was in the commentary, and one of the most commonly discussed thing by Wes Craven is how much he hated the actor that got picked to do this role. He did not like this kid. You mean a guy who I'm pretty sure was put on like Percocets or <laughs> like some sort of muscle relaxant? So, so Jude is introduced as what seems like a passing character who appears to be. At first, he's fine, right? He's just this kid on the stoop of a gas he's just station. A weird, yeah. He's just a little weird. He's kind of dressed a little weird, so it feels like it's like that's what they're just doing. They're just doing like a weird like C character. He's just this kid sitting on a stoop, and uh, Adrian or, or, or whatever uh, Cable comes running up, having just been nearly murdered and also rescued, and having seen the swamp thing as a little kind of out of her out of her head. And she goes back to like contact her 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 uh, her dude, her contact, her her overseer in this scenario. Uh, and 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 he she has a weird exchange with him because he's like working alone at a gas station. He's like yeah, which twelve. Which appears to be like in the middle of the Everglades again. It's like why is there a gas station out here and why is it manned by a minor he like, appears to have no family or no car to leave the gas station. It, it does seem initially like he's just the kid out front and there's going to be a grown-up in the back uh there yeah. there isn't he runs the store like i was like perhaps this is a sixth sense situation and he's not really there <laughs> he's a ghost that will, that will appear later on in the film because it's just it makes no sense it's like a dilapidated gas station in the middle of nowhere 
and, and he's introduced, and you think that's it, we're done with Jude, right? Um, no, he he reappears for most of the middle of this movie. He becomes like a sidekick. He becomes like a short round to 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 uh, to Cable's, you know, Jones, and it doesn't. He also begins to just appear like the swamp thing like they'll be talking and all of a sudden he just like comes out of bushes it's just like how the fuck did he get here it's insane he just appears everywhere so there's a scene here where uh the swamp thing like stops that car uh that's about to run over over cable and uh that's fine that looked okay the problem was is that immediately after he rips the roof off and did you see it just fly away like it i love to he rips it off in what is like the most pre-torn jagged met like it's like yeah it comes off before he's even to like where it's supposed to come off and like it's such a bad effect and one like flimsy wire takes it away and it doesn't like fall backwards like it should it goes into the air like it's fucking team rocket blasting off again it just yeah. it just disappears out of frame and it's really like slow hover it's Look, we worked out effects in the fucking 40s, guys. You can do this. Uh, it, it is very much like an old, like an old 80s, like TV show effect. Like they yes. couldn't afford to do a real effect, so they were just like, well, we'll half-ass it. This is it's a like, Hollywood it's like movie. All the bad A-team effects. Yeah, this is a Hollywood movie with a with a shoestring TV budget. And honestly, that panned out in the research I did. There's a ton of quotes from Wes Craven complaining, and actually from Adrian and and uh, Ray Weiss complaining about constant executives showing up as they were setting up scenes for this movie and and and, and cutting c- cutting crew like cutting effects like cutting budget and sets uh eliminating shots like really it seemed like the studio didn't have faith that the swamp monster movie could do well so they wanted to you know reduce their losses as much as possible which is a pretty fucking common thing in hollywood so yeah and it, it, it notes it's in a movie like this apparent the worst thing you can get yeah you know what i mean like when it's like a movie that is bizarre and about like a weird character and it's gonna be like a cult film you just don't want to have anything to do with it you know what i mean they like those are the movie studios should just not be a part of um, so a lot of nothing happens until we run into what is basically the second combat scene, really, with the Swamp Thing, which is where he's in the water and, a, like, th- there's three fan boats just kind of putting around. I don't know how to describe this scene. Do you expect there to be an explosion or for him to use some sort of power he might have or to, like, cool have like a thing where he like rises from the swamp and tears a man in half don't get your hopes up he sloshes loudly through some bushes that everyone could hear and then just throws a man out of a boat then falls out of the boat himself and then like flips one fan boat and leaves and that's the end of the scene and then there is an almost identical scene three and a half minutes later in which guys in fan boats are just shooting at him and again you're like, oh, he's going to do something cool, like he'll make something come up out of the water and knock him over, or he, he'll he do something. The second scene is just literally a man in a rubber suit walking while explosions happen behind him, and he goes, Arr! and falls forward. You, it's on Amazon. If you go and look up this movie, there is like a clip you can watch, and that's all it is. It's like a two minutes of just a man with explosions and him yelling and falling forward. But he's in like 
so many different places that it looks like he's like running to these different places just to be hit by grenades. It's crazy. Uh, so plot-wise, we have this arcane character trying to capitalize on the formula that was developed uh, that was developed prior to his swamp thingification. Um, he needs like a seventh notebook that was hidden by Cable to accomplish this. So that is the crux of the plot. Obviously, going along with normal plot structure, he gets the book somewhere on the third act. Also captures the swamp thing with just a regular net. Uh, well, they've also chopped off the Swamp Thing's arm, which he uh, doesn't do anything. He's just like, ah. Oh, right. Cut my arm off. He regrows it later when he's given sunlight, despite these seven hours of film preceding it, which he is in sunlight. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, he like they're basically out, and she's in the, a bath for like an hour. We, you know, showing off her boobs. He never grows it back. Then he gets like. The ray of light that, like, the last ray of light that, like, your cat follows as it, like, goes through your house. And he's like, oh, yeah, look, it grow back. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, this and is... And there's no, like, impetus for him to be like, I I bet you I could make myself grow. It's just, I every part of it is a real I mean, down. and when that happens, I was like, cool, great. This should have been the whole goddamn movie. It's called friction. It's called conflict. You have to set rules for your characters. If you have Spider-Man, you have to give him some powers that have limitations. His web runs out. He he, he, he can climb stuff, but he also isn't bulletproof, so he's got to be agile. Like, you've got to give parameters to your character so that you can create scenes in which they can utilize those parameters to both their peril and success. You can't just go, put him in a suit. He's a swamp guy. He's kind of strong uh, when he feels like it. I guess he can regrow something when the plot would allow for it uh other than that no powers just just a also, guy. My, my favorite part about the arm cutoff is um the effect is straight up like when you were a kid and you'd be like my arm was cut off and you just pull your arm inside your shirt yeah yeah so it's just it's the same man in the same rubber suit with now a bulge where you can clearly see his arm is inside of it just being held and there's just like a fake stump coming out it's just like this is the worst and they show him so much like that that i'm like guys you gotta quit you gotta don't show stop. him from behind don't show him oh from that. Like that that arm needs to be facing away from the camera and every time they're like yeah you can barely see his knuckles pressing out through that rubber suit it's terrible it's just so shocking how bad it is now, Ben, here's a question I did have for yeah, you. Yeah, fire it at me. How many people in the crew do you think got dysentery while filming this movie from having to just be in a very disgusting-looking swamp? <laughs> I mean, every time that woman walked into the water, I was like, oh, no, please don't, actress. You're going to need so many antibiotics after this. It's... It's it's a it's it's a it's it's none of it's good, and they don't utilize any elements of the swamp. Um, you think that potentially uh, uh, fierce critters are going to be a factor because the primary dialogue happening in the beginning of the movie is about how one of the other the, the guy that preceded Cable's character is no longer in play because he got bitten and and, and it critically injured by a crocodile. Or an alligator, yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, while he was fixing the sensor. Yeah, and then you know, obviously the other guy has like just like a snake pouch in his pants that he releases, uh, and not the snake that you're thinking of. Um, and and, 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 and like vicious animals are a a part of this movie very early on. Is there ever a creature that I don't know the swamp thing communicates with? or not even like save somebody from or anything it's the swamp is is removed as a part of the play he doesn't use it for stealth he doesn't 
interact with any creatures in it. He doesn't seem to be concerned for its welfare. He doesn't do any Swamp Thing things. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's the yeah, whole thing it's... about Swamp Thing. It's his environment. It's in the name. <laughs> What's also crazy is there is... There's the scene after he stops the car, and she, like, goes and climbs into the water, and is, like, telling him to shoo like he's a wild animal. But, like, the way it's framed, I'm like, oh, an alligator is going to come up out of the water here any second, and he's going to, like, jump in and wrestle what is going to be a terrible special effect of, like, a stuffed alligator. And I was like, it's got to happen. They've mentioned alligators so many times that if one does not appear, it's going to be shocking. And no, he just walks away like a cat that's being shooed away, and then she walks out of the water— and Jude shows up, and after smoking, like, three bowls or something, I don't know, and, and delivers his bizarre lines, and then is just gone. It, it, it's just that, crazy. That is Chekhov's alligator, like, through yeah. and through. I mean, we've all, we all know that concept from all the swap movies that we watch. I mean, my favorite genre well, I mean, of movie is swap movie. I mean, from any writing course you've ever taken. Yeah. Um, so, look, Pokes... <laughs> We have to talk about this evil villain dinner party again. Uh, I, the end of this movie <laughs> is... Uh, I don't... Also, to real quick, just to, to mention this. Did sure. you notice how many wipes there were in this fucking movie? It's I haven't seen this wipes. many wipes in a film since Star Wars. And even then, it's not that... It, I mean, I've, I've never seen it outside of Star Wars, really, in a movie where they use wipes... It's almost every scene is a very slow and very noticeable wipe. It was crazy. Yeah, it definitely was trying to set the standard for comic book movies because there wasn't really one. Like, Superman was the only one that really precedes this, and it, it, it barely counts because it's so it's so abstract and strange. Uh, yeah. That there isn't really, like, a, 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 a it's, it's, it's almost not a comparison. This movie just had to... That's basically what Wes... Wes Craven had to do was build a comic book movie genre before there was a comic book movie genre with an absolute paper thin budget and a monster movie concept that I'm sure was probably thrust onto him a little more than he would have done because Wes Craven is is good at what he does like especially when he's revolving around a singular monster you know creating some sort of horror even though this isn't really a horror movie He's good at that. So it's clear that this, there was a lot of intervention from people in the studio who maybe like still were reliving their days thinking of like Creature from the Black Lagoon and like uh, or I don't know wolf, I was wondering in, stuff. I was almost wondering if in a way it's like they they bought this being like all right we're going to make this our Superman and maybe they paid too much money for the rights or whatever, and I think they wanted it to be their Superman, so maybe that's why they were so involved, now that you're, like, saying it, because that's the only other thing I can think of, because, or Wes Craven maybe just didn't have enough clout for them to leave him alone as a director, maybe he was still too new, I don't know, it's just, it's weird they would give a shit about a movie that, although it does have an insanely high budget for what it is. But yeah, so now, this dinner party... As you were saying. There's like 30 people there. Like, if you're going to do this scene, just have it be you, the villain, and the henchman that you've already established. Like, you've already established the henchmen. We've seen them on screen. We, we recognize them, kind of. And and just have, like, a few extras, and you're good. But no, it's like the one henchman in a turtleneck for no good reason. The other henchmen still in their, like, swamp outfits. And then, like, a bunch of people in really rich outfits, like, like ballroom gowns. And I'm like, what is this? And what are they serving? <laughs> yeah, they're having, like, a like a what appears to be a very nice meal. They're all drinking out of, like, wine glasses or chalices. 
And then he starts this, he starts talking about the formula as if anyone else there knows what that is besides his yeah, it, It's also, yeah, it's like insane as if like the gorillas he paid, not like gorillas the animal, but like, you know, like free, you know, like paid mercenaries, as if they give two shits what the fuck is going on. Like the way he's talking, you would have to assume that these people like work in his office. And but at least three of them, if not four of them, are the mercenaries we've seen in the movie, including the dumb guy who gets turned into whatever the fuck that was, the two dudes who are sitting next to him, and then uh, Gorilla Jesus, the guy who has, like, the Jesus beard and hair, but yeah. is always dressed like he's in, like, a paramilitary. But I could not figure out why. I was like, I, why is Arcane hanging out with these people? It's, it would be like if you were, like, Michael Corleone and you were hanging out with, like, the guy who sells drugs for you. you yeah. I mean? It's just like you don't, you don't go deal with the idiot. But you, you also – to get a woman. You don't have them over for dinner. But you also invited your investors along with, like, your drug runners at the same and time. Least, and at least three Playboy bunnies. Yeah, at least three Playboy bunnies. And also your captive who you put in a, like, a, a real titty gown. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, got, I put down – I put down – I was like – what the fuck is with this dress? I'm like, why did they just have her tits out at this point? It's like, a, uh, they're trying so hard to push them all the way out that I was like, just go the whole way, man. Just let it go. I've at never. This point, it's more obscene that she's not just topless. I've never seen a more downhill arc for a character than Cable, who began the movie in like a kind of cool looking like like Indiana Jones adventure outfit and was talking about getting in fights and shot people, and at the end of the movie was being carried around in like a really blousy nightshirt and was like, oh, Swamp Thing, you know? It's it's a it's the it's a complete opposite arc she de-characterizes herself it's fucking garbage and then like so much of this movie is just confusing but that is definitely on the list of just i could not figure out why they're like yeah we made her a strong character and we don't need that for the rest of the movie and then we're introduced to the the final act of the character arc for our man bruno a henchman we didn't know how to name until someone said it like three no, times and, in a row and like what was what was weird what yeah he says it like every sentence ends with bruno but what was weird was did you feel like it was setting up that he was going to like turn around and help the swamp thing on like his own volition not because he gets turned into like a tiny orc but like when he when they're at the the place and that guy's looting the dead bodies and he takes that girl's necklace. He goes back and puts it on the branches that when he takes uh, Holland's sister's like brooch, he goes back and he puts it on there. And he seems to feel bad. And when they're shooting at the woman later, he has a look like he's like, "Oh, this isn't cool, man. I, I didn't know we were going to be killing yeah, civilians. He j- I thought we were like just going to go steal this and leave. I didn't realize we were going to murder people. He, he is- and they build it up, and then he just goes to becoming evil by the end. I was like, why did you put those shots in? Like, they served no purpose then. If it, if it wasn't, yeah. to, like, so that when he turned, we sympathized with him? It was just like, oh, okay. And then... It was weird. We find the final form of poor Bruno. He's given secretly uh, the formula, which I don't understand, because as far as I understand the formula, as the special effects have told me, it is bright goddamn neon. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, later when Decker, when, um, what's his name, Arcane drinks it, I was like, um, wait, that's the thing you gave in secret <laughs> to that dude it's it's like the ooze from teenage mutant ninja turtles it glows it's a, there's no way you could drink it and not be like there's no wait a minute. there's no way you drink like when they were drinking wine so he had to have been like sir uh i don't know i don't think this wine is quite ripe yet it it, it, it appears to be green 
and neon. Uh, I don't I don't know if we can serve this. What year is this? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, like he has no reaction. He just picks it up and drinks it. I'm like, why would you drink that? And then he seems so surprised the best and he like looks down he's like oh my god it's like wait you, you're telling me this dude did not realize what he just drank the best goddamn part too is he starts to uh overact his way into a brand new form uh he starts oh. to do the most exaggerated transformation sequence with no effects from the visual team or anything like he's just yeah, like every time they cut back to him i was like oh he's gonna look more grotesque and it's like nope his nose just looks a little flatter and then, and, that was it. and he's required with no help from like audio or visual elements. He's required just to just to just to gurgle and 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 contort and like yell. And then he falls beneath, beneath the table. And t- two seconds later, two seconds. Oh yeah. A little person appears. In this is the important part. In 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 correctly fitting clothing. Yes, in tailored clothing. I was like. <laughs> It was like, so the Swamp Thing, did he drip a little bit on his shirt and it cheat? Like, why is his clothes the same size? And then we are taken, we, you know, our king goes down to the captured Swamp Thing, who looks like he's on, like, the crucifix that they killed St. Peter on, like, the ex-crucifix. Yeah. I was like, why is he chained up to this? But he's like, what happened? He's like, oh, well, the liquid just enhances what was already there. It's like, no, it, no, it doesn't. We saw it earlier. It makes an explosion. And then it makes plant life grow. You turned into a swamp monster. Why does Arcane not assume the exact same thing would happen? That you that the person who drinks it will turn into a swamp monster. Like, why does it all of a sudden have magic powers? Yeah. That's not what like they completely changed what they said at the beginning of the movie, which is it causes like accelerated plant growth. And so the idea is he gets it all over him, jumps into the swamp, and the swamp basically like goes into his burned carcass and brings it back to life. It's super and, fucking... But no, apparently, just inside, he was always a plant monster. Hollywood people, it's fucking easy. <laughs> Consistency creates rules. Rules create fiction, uh, friction, and friction creates conflict. Just establish rules. They're important. Keep it consistent. It, it, it sets a framework that the audience pays attention to and picks up on, even if they don't know it. They, they follow it. It's, it, it sets boundaries in their head when they're watching the movie, and it creates an interesting, compelling experience. You can't just just improv this every scene, for fuck's sake. But also, yeah, Bruno becomes um, again becomes that becomes the orc in Lord of the Rings that gets in the fight with the other one and, and is pushed down like a well in that tower. Like he has like really long ears. He's real short. He has a, but it's like he has sideburns and like a fish face. It's yeah. And then they were like, oh well, because he was weak in something. I'm like, okay, then why didn't he turn into like a pile of goo? Like, right. Why wasn't he spineless? Why did he turn into basically a goblin? Why is he a fish monkey? And what does that yeah. have to do with the swamp? And and and, and, and what does it have to do with his personality? Was he like a huge fan of Wizard of the Oz or something? <laughs> it's really weird. He also has a crazy deep voice, which at no point feels right when he's talking. Not that he used to have like a high pitched like 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 voice from like Wizard of Oz or anything. But I mean yeah. like I mean like he should have a voice that seems to suit. It's deeper than his voice like before he's chained. It doesn't make any sense. And and he's like a huge guy to begin with. So for him to sh- yeah. shriek so aggressively, it doesn't make any sense. But then oh pokes. Oh pokes but that uh, this is but then we have the final transformation of the movie which is which is has oof. even less effort put into it i don't i i don't even know how to describe this to be honest cuz arcane after talking to uh holland decides that um 
if he drinks it, since he's a genius, he'll just become more of a genius, which has not been proven by Holland taking it and being covered in it. He's not gotten any smarter. In fact, he seems to have gotten dumber. Yep. So it's like I, I don't know why Arcane would think that was true based on nothing but a, just one random person being like, yeah, yeah, that's what it does. Also, Ar- Arcane wasn't confident he had the formula right yet, hence why he tested it on Bruno, which yeah, did not go he's well. Like, he's like, I'm going to, we're going to test this on blah, 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 because he deserves it. And it's just like, well, okay, you, it just failed. Like, don't assume that you got the formula, like, or that it was just because he was a toady, like, there's a good chance it just doesn't work and you're going to kill yourself. And his whole character is this, like supposed to be like this super smart, like tactical, like Moriarty character, but he doesn't employ any intelligence in the scene. I mean, he, he doesn't what 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 advantage is him becoming like a monster? <laughs> it doesn't serve him in any purpose. He's already like one and he and, and his original purpose with the serum was to uh was to create this powerful serum, weaponize it and then, like, hold it over the world and make them, like, come to him for food, you know? He wanted to use it for power and 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 gain. So for him to become, like, a swamp monster, which is, like, apparently the best-case scenario, it doesn't it doesn't pan out. Yeah, I, I just, like, when it happened, I was like, I don't understand but Pogues, what's... Pogues. But, all right, so... He transforms into, apparently, what's inside of him... A he has a cocoon, he has a cocoon stage which um yeah he, isn't he part it. isn't part of any other ones. <laughs> this is what this was what like the part that really confused me. So he drinks it. He's sitting down. He has to be brought a cup of brandy. The girl walks in. and She says, "Oh my god!" He says, "What's wrong with you? Get out of here!" They then cut to him. There is nothing wrong with. There's him. nothing wrong. He looks <laughs> just like he always does. That is a rude maid. <laughs> He looks just like he did earlier. Then his fingers start swelling, and he like gets covered in. I, I don't even know how to describe it. I, I can. Like, do you want me, you want me to describe yes, the cocoon? Please do. The cocoon looks like if you made a garbage bag out of wet scrotum. <laughs> that's, that's pretty great. <laughs> his whole body and. Like, while it's happening, I was like, wait, so this guy's, like, final form is going to be, like, a sponge? Yeah. Like, what the fuck kind of... But then... Oh, but then... He's standing there. It's, it's basically a, a big dish sponge, which then rips open, and I was like, wow, they they should have stuck with the dish sponge. Because <laughs> the monster inside... Oh, my God. ...looks like it is a suit from a movie from 30 years before this one... That they made no effort to fix. It is a possum wolfman. He's got a he's got like a warthog nose. He's got yellow, like bright, like dandelion yellow eyes that are just like beads that are snapped onto his face. They don't have any. There's no there's no lids on them. They don't like they don't like have any like. Uh, there's no brow or lids. They're just like wide circular eyes that never shift or move. Uh, he's got like a weird flimsy snout that wobbles when he moves, and then he's got like a red mane of hair that goes down his back like uh like a white dude's dreads. Uh, it is it's crazy. And then he's got a mummy body. He's got like a mummy thing yes. going on in the torso because that's the sign that you quit. Is like, hey sir, should we like apply this like costume wolf hair to the rest of this costume no let's just wrap him in gray like in gray cloth and just call him like a mummy wolf and we'll just move right the fuck on 
He looks like yeah. he looks like somebody was building a costume for a furry convention and then got bored before they could get it done with it. Yeah, it actually looks like a person. Yeah, like they were like the cheapest person you've ever seen at a fury at a furry convention. The person who didn't even try, and you were just like, man, come on, at least put some effort into it. Not that he, I go to a lot of furry he, conventions. He looks like the concept art that got someone fired from trying to like draw up a Bebop and Rocksteady like costume like character. Like he he looks like a he looks like the the drawing. Uh, a serial killer would make some sort of monster that he wants to be. It's in, I, I could not <laughs> he looks, under any circumstance. He, he looks like Teen Wolf has jaundice, and like <laughs> you just told him about it, and his face got surprised and never like went back. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the surprised eyes are the best part. Like he's as shocked his costume looks as bad as we are. Like yeah, that's why it was like. He looks like a child was drawing a warthog with crayons and then got bored halfway through. He looks like somebody spilled an entire jug of oatmeal on a shirt and then let it dry and was just like, I don't think it's that noticeable. He looks like what would happen if you combined a lemur with meth. (laughs) So what we're saying is, guys, it's not a strong look. It is it is bad. Then followed up by him picking up a broadsword, which again is stored in the plantation. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck does I'm like he's a he has claws. Why does he need a broadsword? And then he runs down to try to get to the prison where the swamp thing has grown a new arm. The pygmy man has told him how to turn a wall sconce to get out of the jail, which required no real effort. So I was like. That, that's a, you're taking a huge chance nobody just turned that by accident or tried to pull it off the wall to bludgeon a guard and the gate just opened. Then they run to a cistern. Yeah, but, then... but real quick, the, the secret code is left than right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, well, you're... You, you know, like, you know how famously the Konami code is up than down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, I was like, wow, he was like, you turn it left, then right. And I was like, uh-huh, and, oh, oh, oh that's that, it. That's it? like you know it's like that's something an idiot would have but then they go and the pygmy man trips you know wolfenstein and says have a nice trip see you next fall and i'm like what is happening this guy's like so like laughing it up he's some sort of goblin to fish midget it's just i I could not figure it out and then he just disappears from the movie yeah he runs he he runs up the stairs presumably a good life presumably eats a bunch of the appetizers and scares the party guests and then leaves like i don't know where he what happens to him (laughs) yeah it's i I just assume he takes over the plantation castle as its new lord and master like you think maybe maybe they were being like okay he had some empathy for uh the doctor and his sister and everybody early on and then he had to do all this and now he's given sort of like a position of power and maybe he was conflicted and then when he was betrayed he's clearly got like resentment and he's going to he's going to you know uh reconcile and repent for what he's done and maybe like sacrifice himself to save swamp thing or 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 cable no no, no, he's gonna Benny Hill up some stairs after delivery. Yeah, he's gonna do like a clown routine, <laughs> and then and then like laugh and leave as if like everything's cool now. <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, and he was just like, you know, I, it, they really could have put Yakety Sax in. Yeah, and it would have affected the movie nothing if it just like because as he's running around, and then they just like jump into a cistern that for some reason has like claws. And he's like, it exits into the swamp. And it's like, okay, why do you have a water source that comes from a swamp? That's not water you can drink. And then just pool <laughs> and then just pools in a dank dungeon. Like don't don't drink that or or have it. Get like 
Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah, I was like, this is a you're, very you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have a lot of mosquitoes, you dumb asshole. And then and then and then the wolf the the I'm sorry the meth lemur is slower than Swamp Thing, um, and his only power seems to be that he he brought a sword with him. <laughs> Yeah, he just – they both appear to be not, like, necessarily super strong. It's just that neither one of them knows how to fight. So all they do is just, like, hit the other person with, like, the flat of their forearm. Like, if you were, like, trying to knock in a door. So, like, it's the worst fight scene. You can't tell what's going on. Neither one of them can hit the other one with the sword until he all of a sudden stabs Cable right in the boob again, which I thought was an odd choice. Yeah. She goes to die. He knocks the dude over and is like, I won, I guess, because he fell over. Puts some moth on her boob, feels her up a little, and she's fine. Then has to go back and fight for the second fight scene, which is just the same chore- like choreography. And then I think beats the thing. I could not figure out what he did at the end. He like keeps hitting it, and then he picks up the sword and then just sticks the sword in the ground. I was like, oh, did he beat the guy to death? Why didn't he stab him with the sword? I, like I, it doesn't. And again, this is the evolution of a villain whose previous plan already worked. Like, he captured Swamp Thing. Because he, you, yeah. you know why? He figured out how to replicate the thing, which would allow him to grow crops and to make him the leader in food production. He had 40 guys with guns, which was way better of a plan than being, like, a slow, <laughs> like, a slow, like, like tooth, like, gap-tooth beaver with a mullet and a sword that he that was clearly decorative. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, he should have, like, gone, like, the very first time and, like, hit Swamp Thing with it. He should be like, oh, Jesus, that thing's really dull. Like, it, and he'd be like, Aw. It's definitely a sword he got from the Home Shopping Network. I don't know it's why. It's definitely a sword that is not sharp at all. <laughs> like, it's, you would not, like, first of all, broadswords aren't, like, known for their razor-sharp edge. Second of all, it's clearly just, like, decorative. You're not going to let it have a nice, just like, uh, you know, I also want him to pick up the shield. You got it from, like, a, around. you got it from, like, a weird swamp guy at a, at a, at a flea market right before you hired him like that he bought it from jude's dad <laughs> yeah yeah or at like a crate and barrel <laughs> yeah it doesn't and that and that again that's this that's this moriarty to his to his uh sherlock is this fucking what? genius this and then this meth yeah and then what happens at the end which is even more crazy to me is all right he goes up to her and she's like you know alec come with me and we can continue your work which you're like, yeah, that makes sense. If they're in the, the swamp, he can just keep working. And he holds up his hands and he goes, with these? It's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with your hands. They, they're actually just people hands. They, and they've worked throughout the entire film. They make uh, beakers that are just bigger than like the ones well, that you but have. his hands were that much bigger than they were. I was like, I was like yeah, you have normal hands. I don't, And that's just how it ends. Like The whole time as he was walking away, I was like, I wanted her to yell and be like, wait, could you explain the hand thing? Wait. Because <laughs> it's like, they've, they've only worked every time we've seen him fight. He can grow new hands. Uh, I was like, I don't, why couldn't he, and, and like, has he heard of a lab assistant? Wait, Alec. Like, he can just tell somebody else what to do while he oversees it. You're a botanist with the power to, to grow plants. Did you, Alec, <laughs> wait. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of your work's already, are you, so you're just going to, you're just going to go then. And then Jude shows up. Yeah. Like, how did he know that they were going to come out through the spring in the cistern from the castle? He's just there. He's like, you think we'll ever see him again? <laughs> also, 
as if the audience was like, oh, boy, I hope Jew's okay. Yeah, and, like, that girl's reaction should have just been to start screaming because he just, like, comes out of nowhere. Like, you know, you're just like, oh, that guy's leaving. And then a person's just right next to you. Yeah. She has, like, no reaction. It just ends It just ends with Caleb being like, why are you here? <laughs> Who is looking after the gas station? She would have been like, oh, my God, how do you keep finding me? Um, and then, like, the movie just ends with the slowest – it's just a guy walking – and let me tell you too, you know like at the end of uh, like the most recent Rambo, like the end of the movie is him just walking down a driveway or you know, there's other movies that end with like a person just walking. The Hulk TV show used to end that way. You know what doesn't work is when you film somebody walk away is when they're walking away on uneven terrain that they can't see because it's underwater. This dude almost falls over like – in his walk, at one point you see him audibly slip and almost – fall and try to catch himself but not use his hands so they can still use the take it's like hilarious i'm like why do they keep filming this poor guy he's just walking further out into nowhere yeah I, I'm, uh, I'm i'm a little worried that they stopped filming there and then didn't like they couldn't yell loud enough to to make him stop and he just kept going and that was the last we ever saw of dick well, durock like, he's like, he like yeah he's like fuck this job i'm just gonna walk back to the hotel <laughs> yeah, that's that's footage of him quitting <laughs> this movie up we were gonna do a whole thing where he was working a scientist but he just left sir should we get the suit back from him no it only costs about 12 bucks so i think we're all right i think we'll actually be in better shape if we can say it was stolen we can probably get some money from the insurance agency um well yeah so i think that's swap thing for me yeah that's that's pretty much how it ends disappointing confusing and no one's really sure why they just watched it uh if you watched it I'm not sorry. Maybe you enjoyed it. Uh, would you recommend seeing it, Ben? Um, I, I, I would in the sense we discussed earlier. Get get friends together. It's 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 a bad movie, but it has coherent enough of a structure that it doesn't like drag necessarily. It's just constantly confusing choices. So I think it's pretty funny to watch. It's like a bad movie. Um, and like I said, the beginning actually seems to be kind of promising for a little bit, uh, despite some really kind of uh, uh, rough dialogue, but. It's setting up some good ingredients, and then it turns into rubber suit mayhem, which is, I think, worth. <laughs> I think it's worth. It's worth the price of admission. I was gonna say, yeah, if you do watch it with people, I think there's enough in it that maybe could be enjoyable alone. I mean, too, it it was very short, so at least it knew not to be long and bad. Yeah, it was just like, no, 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 I'll wrap myself up real quick. <laughs> so I guess maybe I. I don't know. I probably actually still wouldn't say to watch it. Um, so. That means that we're done with Swamp Thing. If you have any comments or questions or corrections or anything you would like to mention, you can leave them at facebook.com slash naospod. Or you, if you listen to the episode on SoundCloud, you can leave comments right there, and we'll see them, and we'll read it on the next mini-episode. Uh, also, we recently got it set up on TuneIn, uh, not other origin stories there. So if you have the Alexa or the Amazon Echo, hey. you can now ask it to play, and it'll play the most recent episode you have to say not another origin story podcast though because otherwise for some reason i can't find it uh but if you say that it'll play the most recent episode for you so there's that if you have an, uh, an alexa i still got to figure out what is the what the google home uses but we'll, we'll try to get that up on there too so you can check that out and i think that's it until next week and that's it for me well then good